Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Common Sense Show. My name is Dave Hodges. I'm the host, and we're the show that is freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, The sponsor for the first segment of this program is something that you're going to need. Have you seen the price of fertilizer? This is the 24th impediment to your food supply, and this is absolutely shocking. Uh, It's kind of like the chlorine that we buy for our pool. I'll just give you a quick example. My wife paid $79 for a bucket what was it, two months ago, and now it's $219. That's what's happening to fertilizer, but imagine spreading that over hundreds or thousands of acres. Can you afford that kind of price increase if you're a farmer? The answer is no and hell no. So what's going to happen? Food shortage and everything else combined. (laughs) we got a problem. You need to get independent of the system as much as possible, and My Patriot Supply gives you the opportunity to do that with your food supply. Right now, they're offering a four-week special for $50 off. That is an incredible percentage savings, and you'll see that when you go to preparewithdave.com, but you need to order more than four weeks, so you order four weeks, four weeks, four weeks, stockpile the orders, and you'll get the discount all the way through for 2,000 calories per day per person, 16 different varieties of food, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You won't habituate on the same food and get sick of eating it. You can survive on this. The problem is you've got to have a lot of it. And I would suggest making that move right now. Preparewithdave.com. Well, our guest in this segment is Paul Preston, the president of the New California Movement. And they've had some major breakthroughs that we're going to report on. Paul's also the host of Agenda 21 Radio and uh, widely distributed, widely listened to. Uh, I think he's still the number one digital show in America. It's absolutely phenomenal what he's accomplished. And he's accomplished something that I want all of you in your state to pay attention to because what Paul has done to start unseating corrupt communist officials that are wrecking this country at the local level what he is doing you can duplicate and he's going to tell you how to do it paul welcome to the show well thanks dave for having me it's wonderful to be here my goodness you have been a busy man and you know usually i hear from you or we talk to each other about every other day uh and and i hadn't heard from you for a while so i know you've been busy so tell me what's going on well, we've had uh, you know a lot of things happening here in, in New California, in particular, and of course with um, all the different things with Gavin Newsom and the hijinks of all the different uh, county officials and that sort of thing. And of course, our focus is certainly on the county officials. We want to make sure that these county officials are being held accountable because it, this is really where the battle is at. And you know, we tell people um, on my radio show about Agenda Twenty One that you know one of the big mantras that they have with Agenda Twenty One is they always tell you to think globally yet act locally. And so that kind of tells you what direction they do actually go in. Uh, The globalists, they focus at the local level primarily. So they've done a lot of work since uh, 1992 when Agenda 21 went into effect. And at the local level, they've really poured most of their resources there. So that's it shouldn't be a surprise that we have, you know, basically at every county level throughout the nation, we have an infestation of people that are supported by well-moneyed people such as globalists like George Soros who are destroying, you know, our local level uh, of governance system to where it's actually nothing now at this point in time. Elected officials don't really mean much. And if you're living in a dictatorship, you don't want elected elected officials. 
You don't want a party system. You don't want a Republican form of government because, after all, dictators don't need those stinking politicians, right? Right. And uh, that's so. That's what they've done is they've really eroded the local grassroots uh, governance system from you know your local elected officials to county officials to state officials, and they've put up a net of uh, regional governance systems, usually kind of uh, called regional boards in which uh, county and state officials, county and city officials all conglomerate into regional zones uh, for mutual benefit. None of them are elected to the board. They're all appointed. They may be elected as city councilors, you know, supervisors, but they're all appointed to these regional boards. And the regional boards have got into uh, agreements. They're basically they're NGOs, non-governmental organizations. They're non-profits. And these NGOs go into relationships with the state and ultimately... They becoming they become the ultimate funding source for the local level government systems, and, and what happens uh, when you turn over not just the financial capabilities, but you turn over other capabilities that you would have for the um, you know for the uh, for the state or the local people, uh, then you're just basically turning over governance to a regional board, which is unlo- you know unelected officials. Uh, bureaucracy and bureaucracies just spread from state to state to state and California is replete with these regional boards from the Southern California Association of Governments to ABAG up in the north uh, I mean it's just that they're all over the place and they absolutely do control everything at the local level so this um, a situation that has developed now and this is what Trump was trying to talk about has been talking about is that you have to control these local boards you have to get into it and control the local officials because all of them have been especially now with the covid have been you know basically infected with a lot of money mm-hmm. and they've just given up control to the state altogether and ultimately to the federal government not just state government but rolled over to the federal government so a classic example of how they've rolled over to the federal government is you no longer have local school boards in charge it's the it's the it's washington dc that's in charge of all of education <laughs> Uh, it, the, the curriculum that's out there, you know, you have, um, they started out with race to the top grant programs that gave you common core and now we've got black, you know, you've got critical race theory all over the place and plus the, you know, the whole, um, uh, uh, alternative sexual agenda, if you will, um, that's infested with our schools and plus they're all COVID compliant. So they're making the kids, um, almost Hitlerian style comply with masking and, uh, forced vaccinations and things yeah. like that. You know, you just had a deal down there in Sacramento. Did you catch this on Channel 13 where uh, a teacher, uh, this he had a 13-year-old kid in his class whose family's in law enforcement and he wore an American flag with a thin blue line symbolizing uh, support for police and he went after him said, that's Confederate flag of today, you're anti-American. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. yeah. This Listen, that's nothing compared to some of the horror stories that we're hearing right now. We have um, we have uh, teachers and we have administrators, principals. In fact, we have uh, we have some uh, some declarations going out against a, a certain principal in a certain county, Calaveras County. I'll tell you that right now, uh, for his demeaning behavior towards children. Um, also, we had a situation in Oakdale here where uh, kids that were not masking were being locked inside a gymnasium and couldn't get out. They were, being, they were being isolated and oh locked inside the school district down here. That's, in Santa that's false yeah. imprisonment. It, it is. Right, it is. And so, I mean, it's just incredible what's going on here. And the attitude of these um, these, these school board members is Hitlerian. You can't put it any other way. They're, they're mean. They're nasty. Um, they're telling people what to do and how to do it. It's And kids, little kids, um, being mean and nasty to kids. I, you know, I tell parents all the time, Hey, look, your kids are being abused. Get them out. Get them out of the schools. You you have every right to get them out of the schools. There, there's no reason why you should sit around and watch these, your own kids being tortured with mass, the social distancing, and a curriculum that's just uh, really out of this world. It really truly is. And uh, being possibly forced jabbed. Uh, this is no good. The system is you get your kids out. You know, we, we had a... Um, a really an interesting situation in one of our counties in which um, parents were asking one of our representatives from New California about, you know, what am I going to do? I, I've got I've got a job and I've got child care issues and stuff like that. And she just looked at him and says, well, you know, what's the death of your child? 
because you have child care issues. Why, you know, you need to save your child's life, get them out of the school and homeschool them. That's your choice. Yes. I've been uh, singing that mantra a long time, but you know as well as I do that these dictators that run our country now will soon try to move on homeschooling. Oh, yeah, they're trying right now. What are they they doing? I'm not aware of any movement. I haven't seen the movement yet, and um, I've heard of it, and I know how it works because I was a school superintendent. Uh, They'll just start pulling the the permits. You know, the parents have to sign affidavits in order to be homeschooled because the state has to account for the fact that they're being schooled because of compulsory education. See, that's the link. And so we understand they're going to start pulling people's permits and forcing kids to get back to the schools, which will never work, by the way. Um, the schools will not, uh, the, or the parents will not tolerate that after a while. The, then they're just going to continue to take the kids out of school and, uh, and stand in, in defiance of, uh, this, this is what I, I would strongly suggest because we're really out here in California, we are a state default that's unlawful. And there's no laws that anybody's complying with seriously. And, uh, you know, this has been driven by the government. It's not the people that wanted to have a lawless environment. It's the government that's been pushing it. And the evidence is pretty clear that the government wants it because, you know, they're actually impairing and enticing people to come across the border and invade the country. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty obvious that the state by its uh, own hand is doing this. So, you know, when the state is doing this, parents have to just wake up and say, you know, I'm not going to comply with something that's so illegal with an edict or a command that's totally illegal. You know, especially like you have Gavin Newsom and you have Eric Garcetti. They went to the Super Bowl playoff game last Sunday and they weren't wearing masks. Now, Los Angeles is the tightest city in America for restrictions. There are more COVID restrictions on those popu- that population down there, and the sit that the mayor who put those restrictions on, and the governor who put the restrictions on, show up at the football game with Magic Johnson with no mask. Yeah, I, I saw that, but it's okay because the I, mayor Gar- Garcetti he said it's all right because when I posed for the picture, I held my breath so no oh, one was at risk. <laughs> Did Paul? Uh, I'm serious. I don't, I'm sure you saw that. Up. He said that. No, I saw it too. You can't make it up. Jeez. Oh, I mean, they can't even come up with decent excuses. I mean, not only are we governed by total communistic criminals, they're stupid. I mean, their members, their favorite Chinese restaurants, probably the low IQ. I mean, these people are absolutely <laughs> stupid. Yeah. I, I just can't believe it. Hey, speaking of, just to digress for a second, since I brought up the low IQ restaurant, have you seen the stuff coming out about how the athletes are being treated at the Olympics? Uh, I have. I saw some of that this morning, and I'm disgusted by it all. Um, I'm very, very disgusted uh, by what's happening What's happening at the Olympics. Very disgusted. Why would they feed these athletes that need nutrition before their competition crappy meals and an inadequate amount of calories. Uh, you know, be, well, because they want they want them to low perform so that their athletes. Oh, win. yeah. Where was my brain? I, uh, I, I I need to stop in for happy hour at the low IQ restaurant and charge my batteries. I guess, but yeah. uh, you know, you're right. I, I hadn't thought of it that way. And by the way, the staff at these hotels are eating normally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. These people ought to just say, screw you, we're out of here. Yeah, the Chinese are notorious uh, for steroids and steroid abuse and for any kind of abuse at all so that they can gain an advantage. I went to the Olympics in 1992. In fact, my my daughter was a a, a world-class swimmer, and and, uh, it was interesting when we went to go hunt for colleges for her to go to because – one of the criteria was I didn't want her to be around the Chinese athletes or any swimming program where you had Chinese athletes because they were all juicing. I mean, every one of them. And uh, so she selected a college, went to a college, and I, I didn't agree with college, but she went to it and she you know, got out in four years and did, you know, she's doing fantastic. Um, but uh, one of the schools that was heavily recruiting her um, in, in the state of Nevada, I might add, um, <laughs> one of the schools that was heavily recruiting her this uh, this guy was all the the coach was all over me to to have her show up there be there you know scholarship this that and all that stuff and I 
you know, I <laughs> we went to a swim meet. We went to a swim meet in Long Beach, in which his kids were there, and my daughter was there, and you know, our, our swim club was there. And uh, one of his premier athletes, who is Chinese, um, she's she gets in the water and she's swimming and she's swimming and she's ahead, and all of a sudden she just like seizes up about five yards in front of the the uh, the end of the pool at the end of the race, and they had they literally had to rescue her. Well, she was a juicer. And she did obviously caught up with her. And she dropped out of the program altogether, never to make it to the Olympic Games and anything like that. It was just, I thought to myself, geez, you know. But, you know, I, like I said to my daughter, I said, aren't you glad we didn't go there? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, but they're, they're known um, for, for, literally, they're known for their, it's the same thing with the East Germans, you know, back in the day when the East Germans were always heavily juicing and steroiding. Um, to gain advantage and you know the Olympic, oh, and, and having Olympic men run as women they, that? They, they set the uh, the we at the common sense show have a great tv show we bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in because what once was coming is no longer coming it's already here and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future you can find us at the common sense show.tv commercial free censorship free and we're getting five star ratings on the world's major platforms again check us out today at the common sense show.tv Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to BarrierGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time and for trans athletes in in women's sports i mean they weren't doing they weren't transsexuals but they pretended to be well sure they juiced them up with uh, testosterone and stuff and that oh. was you know that was um well they had to check them out for uh, their, their chromosomes uh, you know the chromosome types if they were xxy <laughs> you know, seriously, trisomy, um, and that's a that's a that's Kleinfelter's condition. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, sometimes that can give a woman an advantage. <laughs> that's <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh, yeah. X X. Why You ever? You know, I I know you're a biologist, so I used to teach this in my um, psychology class about X Y Y, the super male. Well, super males really don't exist like that because it's it's actually that condition is lethal, but they they do have some enhancements if they have an XX condition. Well, no, actually, XYY uh, have survived. 
Yeah. Um, I've read a bunch of studies. I think Friedman was one that did one uh, in modern times. He had a theory. He said that we all used to be XYY as males and the, the mutant because he said that enhanced violence, aggression, and size would uh, be good for survival. And then later, as brain power developed and weapons came out, he thinks that it was a natural evolution to XY. It's a theory that's out there. I don't know how valid it is. It's interesting. But uh, it is it is interesting that we're screwing with Mother Nature. Speaking of that, and then I want to go back to California. Did you see that AI Chinese robots are giving birth? No, I didn't see that. No, they're, they're implanting um, a fetus in a womb, and they're planning on giving birth. I mean, if this isn't the biggest perversion against humanity, I don't know what is. Well, you know, I was um, I was on with Karen Kingston a couple of weeks ago, and and uh, you know, I talked because you know I used to teach genetics and virology and all that stuff, and you know, the uh, there's bioethics it's called, you know, yeah, and how how you you know biologically or ethically behaving, um, and of course, this is an extreme situation. But I did say, I used to say all the time to my kids in the 70s and 80s that there's going to be a time genetically when we're going to see what we're seeing today, literally. And I said there's going to be those people that are going to want to do evil with genetics. And we're seeing that all play out right now with Fauci, mRNA, all this stuff, um, you know, gain of function, all the stuff that we have for the COVID was all stuff that we were talking about. We did not want to see people get it into their hands. And I've been cringing over the years because I've been watching this phenomenon with China and with the help of American scientists. You can see how fiendish this is um, with American scientists are, are, are doing things about cross-speciation and stuff like that, which is what you saw what happened with the bat virus and the COVID virus and the gain of function and all this other stuff and getting COVID and all these things are this. It's not normal for one for a virus, as an example, to go from one species to another. That it normally is a genetic modification, which is exactly what happened with the COVID and the bat business. But um, this this whole era that we're in is really demonic. I mean, you can't say it any other way. It's science, yes. It's bad science. It's evil science. And I said I used to say that there's going to be a time in which this all could come out. And, of course, they're playing upon the fact that most people are very um, not well-educated in the whole scientific method and the scientific principles and how they're getting bad data or using bad data deliberately to modify their studies so they can get more money to do more evil uh, research. And uh, we've got to break that cycle. That, that's, what we're, that's really what we have to do. If one thing happens in the next several months, we've got to really go after these people that have been utilizing this evil science against us and punish them, literally punish them. And that's where we're at with it. Even at the local level, you know, going after local officials and recalling them because they have been voting to keep you masked is a place they start. <laughs> when they tell you you're going to be masked and uh, you're going to have the, the best mask you can get, and I don't know if you saw the the thing that's going around now, they're talking about taking nylons and making nylons for masks to go around your mask so that it can actually uh, stop the virus. Well, it also stops oxygen. <laughs> so they just don't tell you that part. How great this is going to be. I saw a commercial. I thought, God, you got to be kidding me. But this is the kind of stuff that we can do at the local level where we can take these people out that are getting money um, the school officials, as in, Cal in California, they got $15 billion here recently from COVID relief. That's how they're keeping their schools open. But what goes along with that is a whole list of things that they have to comply with uh, in order to get them federal money. And one of them, of course, is wearing the proper mask, the proper social distancing, setting up vaccine clinics, you know, that sort of thing. All that's tied into it. Uh, we can go, we can stop this process cold by going after these officials now and, um, and making the charges and everything else stick to them rather than to wait uh, and just roll over. We can't do that. Dave, we got to get out there and get after these folks. That's uh, absolutely incredible what you're doing. Um, let's talk about your most recent success. Well, we, we've had uh, numerous successes all over the state with our declarations and affidavits. 
with county officials, and we have a whole series of about three or four counties going out tomorrow again with new declarations from various offers, officers. Uh, two county clerk recorders are getting additional affidavits and declarations tomorrow. Um, this will be Monday, and um, it's uh, it, you know it's it's very telling. Obviously, we still have um, two major uh, investigations going on. I can't you know talk about it, but two major investigations in counties that are involved now with uh, um, the FBI, and I say the good FBI because we we wanted to make sure when uh, this was all going out that they're not working with the bad FBI guys. But there's uh, there's serious things going on in two counties for sure. A third one is not quite serious yet, but about to be. Uh, so, you know, we we have some big stuff happening. And, of course, one of the counties, San Luis Obispo, um, which we, we served the affidavits on Tommy Gong, the county clerk recorder, on June 1st. Then on June 5th, he resigned after <laughs> reading, the, <laughs> reading the things. And, of course, he's gone, but he went to another county that but that that county has led to um, other things like the investigation that was part of Tommy Gong, and I think it's still part of it. But that that county is one of the counties under investigation. I, I can't get into details on that. But some of the spinoff stuff from that investigation has been paying off in Southern California, where you saw the uh, large bust, marijuana bust in San Bernardino County or um, parts of Riverside County and L.A. County. In which hundreds of people were arrested. In in uh, well, an interesting thing that was brought out by our county chair down there in San Bernardino is that he because we stayed tight with the sheriffs, you know, and uh, the arrests of people for these marijuana farms, and there were, there were probably about three hundred arrests. Almost all of them were Chinese nationals. <laughs> um, why am I not surprised? Uh, yeah, it, yeah, I mean, it was really strange. I, you know, back in the day when I was living down there and they were doing drug busts and stuff, it was always, you know, Johnny Jones and Smith and all that. And now it's, it, it's Chinese nationals. And they're nationals. They're not citizens. Illegals. Wow. This is going on up here in Northern California, too, but um, not so much like that. I mean, I've never seen, they've got it actually in the, the daily, uh, the Victor Valley Daily Press, I think it's called. Um, so it's really a great little paper down there. They, they've been really doing a fantastic job covering it. But, yeah, that's been a spinoff, a direct spinoff of San Luis Obispo, go figure. Um, but there's a lot of stuff going on in San Luis Obispo, too. So I guess it's three counties now. There's a big, <laughs> getting, losing, losing sight of it. Um, the other one, though, is we were successful, it looks like, with the recall in Shasta County um, and putting all that together. And it's been a, a great a job by the people of Shasta County coming together, a whole large consortium of people. They had the red, white, and blueprint folks down there. Um, they had um, the Freedom Coalition folks, and uh, the county really kind of came together, but um, it was driven, it, it, and I, I'm not trying to take any thunder from them, but, you know, the, the background was, of course, the, ad, the declarations that uh, we had promulgated, plus the strategy for the recall, and it worked. It, it worked. They, it seems to have worked anyway. They had the election recall, recall election on Tuesday, and the individual that they were recalling uh, actually came out on Friday that he's really trailing badly. So it looks like he's going to be certified out as a recall candidate. Do you, do you, that's good news. But do you think there'll be a legal challenge to this process? No, this is a straight up election, and you know, uh, again, uh, this uh, the county clerk recorder there has already been served by us for her corruption affidavits, and, uh, and they're still trying to. It's interesting what's going on. There's a real dynamic game going on with the uh, sheriff and the uh, George Soros supported district attorney, and they kind of don't know what to do with us, and we're kind of keeping it right in their face, and so they're, um, you know, we're, we're picking up the we're we're ramping up the intensity on them now because. Um, anyway, this, with this recall, uh, we put a lot of pressure on the county clerk to make sure she was straight with her recall numbers. And boy, was she pissed. Excuse me, but she was ticked when, uh, we started showing up at places where she never thought they would show up but to make sure she was flying straight. Um, and so far they seem to have played it straight, <clears throat> but they're way off their numbers. We know they are. Even the numbers are reporting. Um, you know, we've, we've got the numbers guys with us, you know, for the lawsuit and 
uh, they they we already know what there's corruption that's going on there, and they know we know. So that's why I think they backed off and they're trying to play it as straight as possible on this guy. Um, but it takes vigilance because they did use the Dominion voting machine. Yeah, that's my next question. Yeah, and, and of course this is how it played out. Uh, they came out with an article in the L.A. Times today. I think it was on the front page of the L.A. Times, and it showed what our chief leader down there, uh, Patty Plum, and, and uh, protesting and demanding that there's going to be a fair account. That was on Tuesday, Wednesday morning. And uh, to the edge, to it just stunned everybody that we showed up and protested. The people's Shasta County showed up and protested. But they want a, a fair election, and uh, looks like where they were talking about having the results by Wednesday or Thursday of last week, they waited until Friday to come out with additional. Um, <laughs> they had to think about it. Interesting. Uh-oh. I smell a rat, Paul. Well, sure. When they stole the election from Trump, they shut it down, things down in the six swing states at the midnight hour universally, and then they brought in all the fake ballots. They have the weekend now to change things, don't they? Well, they could. I don't think they're going to run the. Uh, I think they're conceding it. Uh, he is actually he's already conceded uh, the candidate. I think they know that we're on to them, and uh, they know that the next step is audit, and it's going to be an audit anyway. We're going to ask for an audit anyway. Not only this election, but the recall election, and also the 2020. We're asking for that audit. So they're kind of really under the gun. I think we're definitely going to get an audit out of that county. Um, because there's just too much pressure, too much pressure and way too much um, uh, consternation down there in the county. This guy, Modi, who is a, who has uh, been on the uh, supervisors panel for a long time since, well, since 2009, a very corrupt man. He's, uh, he, you know, the, the reason why he's, he's out right now, and again, it's a conservative county. He's supposed to be a conservative. He was a, a former police officer and everything. But he's far from that. He's extremely corrupt. You know, they got the COVID relief fund, and these there's there's three board members, and they gave themselves massive raises with the COVID relief fund, and at the same time they're closing up people's businesses. You know, and, and these people are having to move out of out of the state because they close up their businesses, they lock up. The, you know, this is the kind of stuff now that L.A. Times comes out and supports this guy. It's just amazing, but it's better than that. Uh, he helped ramrod through uh, the contract for Dominion to go for the 2022 election, which pissed everybody off. And then so the next thing is that uh, we find out that guess what? Guess who's been donating to his recall, uh, anti-recall movement? Dominion. <laughs> they isn't, were isn't that an illegal conflict of interest? It is. That, that's another thing. We're, you know, that's just another little issue there. Just a little one. But they were they donated to his. So no one mentions that from the LA Times, which was really hysterical. Uh, instead, they're calling us all violent extremists and militias and all that because they do have a a very very strong um, following up there in Shasta County. Well, the militia wasn't involved in any of this stuff, but they're trying to say it is. Um, you know, be, but that's just we're now part of that anarchist group that broke into the Capitol on January sixth. You know. Oh, oh, yeah. You know, they always have to fall back on the ism defense, don't they? Yes, they do. Yeah, that's what it is. They're do- they're doing that with Canada now. The, the, uh, Trudeau came out like he has room to talk with Mr. Blackface 40 times. But he uh, he came out and said, what did they say? Um, anti-Semitic, um, transphobia, homophobia. I mean, he he left no stone unturned. The only group he, groups he didn't mention... The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off MyPillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. I, I think we're Hispanics. He got everybody else that the truckers are after. Yeah, it's really amazing. And, of course, nobody's – and the hysterical thing is that they're basically accusing everybody. And the face of all this is Patty Plum, who's just a beautiful woman. And she's she's just as, as uh, 
humble as you can possibly get. You know, <laughs> she's the last thing in the world about a terrorist. It's hysterical. So that's kind of got everybody's uh, notes up. But uh, the article actually uh, spelled out, I think, some pretty good things and, and brought a lot of notoriety to the whole process. And it works. It worked. It worked out in Southern California. We know that uh, we served affidavits and, um, and declarations on the county supervisor, the president of the board of Orange County. He resigned. Uh, he retired. And we also did the county clerk there, and he resigned. He retired. So you're, uh, you got three out, am I right, by my no, count? No, we have a lot more. Uh, we probably have 15 people, maybe 16 people. I, have to, I haven't broken it down. 16 people that have uh, left, resigned. Um, retired early. We got a lot of re- early retirements, so I hadn't even cl- included those, but there's early retirements coming, and uh, they're stepping down because they know the affidavits are here. I get I get calls. Um, it hasn't gone so bad. It, this week I didn't get a lot of calls, but um, I have been at times getting several calls a day from supervisors saying, don't, I don't want to be served any of these declarations. I mean, they are in fear of these things. And I said, well, look, you know, I, did I, you know, I don't have any control. It's, you know, my, it's our county you know, groups down there. It's our counties are going to do that to you. I'm not going to do anything. I said, but, you know, I was not the one who voted, you know, to put on all the restrictions that killed all the businesses in your county. It was I, but you were, I mean, this is stuff you did and you took the COVID money. You probably, did you get yourself a pay raise? See, they all got the COVID money, and they all paid themselves huge pay raises, Dave. That's happening. Yeah, it's called care money here in Arizona. Yeah, it's a care money, right. Yeah, and that's the same thing is happening here as well. Paul, I want you to lay out the process because, folks, when we come back from this brief break, I want you to have pencil and paper in hand. And I want you to take notes. School will soon be in session. No, there's no critical race theory going to be taught. Paul's going to walk you through how your community can get rid of the bums that are wrecking your community, wrecking your business community. So stay tuned. But we're going to step aside just for a second. I want to tell you that we're brought to you by Noble Gold. And we have passed the $30 trillion mark. An ex-BlackRock executive came out and said, it's only a matter of time. And he's right. With the M3 money supply, we've got a situation where we're either going to hyperinflate or if we stop printing the money, the economy is going to collapse. Take your pick. And once that starts, you're going to be frozen in place as your assets are taken. Your banks are going to close. You got your money there. Say goodbye. The best case scenario is you'll keep a small portion, a small percentage. And they may do that just to keep you from picking up the gun and charging the bank. But either way, everything you've worked for, most of everything you've worked for is going to be gone. Now, can you avoid this? Yes, you have to diversify. And I advertised for Noble Gold for two years before I figured out I better get on board with what they're doing. And I'm pretty well diversified. I've got more work to do. I'm going back again this week for another adjustment, but you need to get on board if you have assets to protect. You don't have to be a millionaire. Think about your nest egg. Think about your worth. Think about if you'll be able to hang on to your home if the worst happens. Well, Noble Gold can help you. They'll insure your IRA, and if your business fails, that's gone. Uh, Your 401k, if the bank fails, that's gone. But they can take care of all these things for you. So what do you do? You have two ways to contact them. And by the way, they will not pressure you. They'll send you free material, and you have to call them back. They're trained not to be pushy. Give them a call, 877-646-5347, 877-646-5347. Or you can simply go to the website to order materials that they'll send you for free at goldbeforelate, goldbeforelate. Dot com. We're speaking with Paul Preston, the president of the New California Movement, and uh, he's engaging in legal, uh, I'd say activism, political guerrilla warfare, and I mean that in the most con- uh, complimentary terms. General Giap of uh, North Vietnam, who spearheaded the defeat of the French in the United States, would be proud of Paul for his guerrilla tactics. And we're, like I said, get your pencil, get your paper, Paul. What can a community do to get rid of the bums that are funded by George Soros in communist China? Well, there's a process that we use, which is the declarations or affidavits. And um, it's a process that's not widely known. Uh, but, you know, when, when somebody goes and testifies in a trial, usually there's an affidavit 
that is uh, utilized, and it's a it's a it's a statement that um, says that under penalty of perjury, the statement whatever they're saying is going to be truthful. And um, so, what we do is we use that same we use the theory that the person can sign one of these affidavits and then uh, serve the uh, affidavit after certain charges have been laid down about it, the governing official. And usually it centers around their oath of office and the violation of their oath of office because all, all people that are elected officials take an oath of office. You know, that's a commonality. A lot of people don't understand that to violate your oath of office, it's a crime. And uh, it's, a, it's a serious crime if you're doing a federal charge, if you're doing yeah. uh, for a federal office or if you're doing it for even local office, you still swear an oath of office to the United States Constitution. So, and you also do it to your state. So both, uh, there's implications that both at the state and the county level, if you violate your oath of office, just recently, uh, about seven months ago, that's recent, that seems recent to me, um, but Gavin Newsom was involved with a lawsuit, a lawsuit um, in which the, a church in, uh, a church in Pasadena, California, uh, was fighting his face mask mandate and they were fine, the state was fighting the church. Well, the judge found that the mandate was no good and, in fact, uh, went against the Constitution and, um, throughout his, his, uh, his, his, you know, um, his fines and everything else that, that they levied. And, uh, as part of the lawsuit, they found that he was not in compliance with his own oath of office. And this was the judge did this and this was part of a civil action. The judge took it upon himself to fine Gavin Newsom $1.3 million. Cash. Is that personally? Personally, personally, right, yeah. personally. George will pick that up for him. And well, well, sure. And that won't be George. It'd be uh, Gordon Getty, probably. And so, anyway, so the one point three million dollars he had to come up with, like right away, uh, because he violated his oath of office. That's what the judge said. So, you know, there can be these implications for these people, but it has to be adjudicated in California. Um, so that's important to know. But uh, we spell out on these declarations. Um, that or the affidavits, if you want to use that terminology, um, we spell out the, the the crime, potential crime, and why it is a crime. The constitutional reason for it. There's an explanation for it, and then we accuse them basically of doing that, and we ask them to respond to the declarations. Um, and we give them ten days to respond to those charges, and if they don't respond, then we take them to the sheriff for action because we think that there's crimes that have been committed. And of course, that's um, what we do. We have a, a, the sheriff is the person who's responsible for enforcing these situations from the from the public, and it's not the police chief; it's the sheriff. Let's be very, very clear: the sheriff is the person, especially a constitutional sheriff, is the person who is your is your government magistrate illegally in all counties of all of the of the United States. And uh, they're the chief law enforcement officer. They're they're the person who can actually tell the federal government to get out of their state, out of their county. They can tell the state government to get out. Um, they can take weapons away from federal officers or state officers and keep state officers. You know, we have a lot of the sheriffs out here that won't let the Department of Justice into their county uh, for doing raids. And uh, that, I'm serious. Uh, this is the the notion of the lesser magistrate where the sheriffs will not let the people in his own county be offended by the state officials. That's okay. the way it is. It's, it's supposed to be that way. You elect people to protect you, by the way. And city officials and county officials and boards of mem- boards of trustees and so on, they are supposed to protect you, the citizens, and the citizenry of their local areas. So everybody has that notion of the local magistrate protecting the people. It says to protect and defend. And so when they're not doing that, they're violating their oath of office. It's real simple. And so sheriffs are tasked with this. So we take these complaints, and what we do is we have a, a threshold. We want to help the sheriff out as much as possible. Um, we will bring them 100 complaints minimum, not 99, uh, not 98, 100 or more of uh, 100 people who would sign an affidavit and complaint about an elected official and present those to the sheriff with a charging with a sheet saying, you know, we did ask them to respond. The person didn't respond. Uh, we think they're in violation of the law, and this is these are the reasons why. 
and those reasons are stated on the affidavits and then a, a, a cover letter, a charging sheet that we give the sheriff. And um, we work with the sheriff because a lot of sheriffs aren't familiar with this. And, of course, that's what you were seeing up there in Racine, Wisconsin, was the, sh- the sheriff, when he went out there and explained what he was doing to the sergeant, he said he had to explain to people that, you know, violations of election law are violations of the law, and there there's punishment to that, you know, five and ten years in jail and thousands of dollars. You know, so the election fraud does have consequences. And so that from one affidavit from one person, they sprung into action there, and now you have the whole state looking like they're on the verge of, of um, you know, decertifying the state. So the government officials that we've served these on have uh, not liked it because it does a couple of things, Dave. They don't like the idea that the public in their own areas is starting to sign affidavits against them. And they don't like the idea of what's contained in the affidavit, which is charging them really with criminal actions by a citizen. And they loathe that. They hate that. Do you, do you have to have a hundred signatures from individual citizens? Hey, listen, it's a hundred. It's not ninety-nine. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll tell you why. Is that statute it, or our custom? It's not statute. I'm telling. If you want to make it work, it's a hundred, not ninety-nine. And the reason is you're giving probable cause to the sheriff at night at a hundred, not ninety-nine. That's the number we have found that is important. Okay. You get a hundred people, a hundred people that are voters and citizens. When you get a hundred and you present it to the sheriff, he has overwhelming probable cause that there's a crime that will prompt an investigation on his part. Do you use a process server once you get the hundred to the individual that you're accusing? Sometimes we do. Well, sometimes we have sheriffs that refuse to uh, take the actual paperwork because they're so corrupt. So we've run into that. But it's kind of interesting. We went down to the local substation and got the sheriff to serve from the substation the sheriff in the main station <laughs> it worked huh. okay well speak to the people in maricopa county four and a half million people here for a second george soros was funded from various soros organizations to the tune of two million dollars confirmed by sheriff mack on my show and uh he was funded to defeat danny sheridan as well as joe Pyle. Right. Uh, so what do you do when your sheriff is one of them? Well, you're, then you go to the, what you do is you set it up so that um, they have to be overwhelmed, and then you serve them affidavits. You get affidavits on them that they're committing crimes, and they don't like that. Um, now, you've got problems because you have an attorney general there, um, and not only your attorney general, but your secretary, secretary of state. Soros-funded as well. Soros-funded, right. We have them over here. They're also, you know, in Shasta County, the soros it was George Soros who took out the original elected official and offered him money. And we have that on tape um, of how that all played out. So we know that that's going on. It's going on all over the place. Uh, we've got, uh, and of course, in Shasta County, the, the district attorney is a George Soros person. Um, but we have it everywhere and uh, because he is everywhere. So we have the same problem. But what we're doing is we have different strategies in play um, where we, we are using the lesser magistrate and they're just hating it because what they've done is they said, well, when we get a complaint about something, they're sending everything up to the state, either the secretary of state or the attorney general, and they're going to handle it. And we say, no, uh, you're going to handle it at the local level because that's what you're supposed to do. And we're not going to have the state come down here and tell us what to do. This is our county. I understand. They, they, they need to be responsible. So what's happened in some of these counties is we have, created a major political firestorm uh, going on at the local level. Okay, before you go there, and I do want to go there, I want to make sure we get the how-to since we're being instructive here. You pick up the forms, I would assume, at your local county office, and they're probably all called the same thing. No, 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 no. There's no forms at the county office. They don't do that. These are forms you have to create. And we have a legal team that creates them. And we're very, very blessed with our legal team, but they don't have any forms for that. There's no, there's universal complaint forms, but these, those go nowhere. Um, but the affidavits are a lot different. You could, if you got some people that are attorneys, uh, 
former prosecutors in particular, they know the whole process that goes along with that. You know, they've used affidavits all along with this whole election system that's been going on, and they've been very, very effective. But they're the affidavits of truth and uh, for witnesses, they're not the ones that are the charging kind. So my suggestion is you find an attorney who's skilled in this, and that attorney will write the proper affidavit to get the investigation going. And so we've been very blessed that we've had those types of situations in the counties that we've been at. But there's no form that the county will offer you at all. Um, and they're all entrenched. All of them together, it's really interesting to watch government all pull together to try and stop the citizens and uh, have no respect for citizens. It's just amazing. That's yeah. What, what, with the, uh, what if you can't find an attorney? Uh, well, uh, I would say uh, keep looking. You can you can resource us. Uh, you can go to um, and sign up and get information from New California, and we can try and help you out as much as possible. We have, have been helping other states. You guys, I don't uh, you know your Maricopa thing could be solved in you know in just a few months with the affidavits and people um, going after these folks. I've been saying that all along. Uh, people from Maricopa have called me several times that. You know, they lose interest and or whatever. They just don't know what to do. It's pretty overwhelming. And you guys are being overwhelmed because they're they're coming at you so hard over there. Even your own people. I mean, you got you've got your own senators and, and people in, in the in the legislature. Oh yeah, what well, State Senator Wendy Rogers did a whole yeah. page on me for daring to call her out for the lies that thirty nine out of fifty um uh, excuse me, thirty nine out of fifty attorney generals are going after decertification. That's an absolute lie. Well, the, the thing is, is that there's, there's a whole uh, group of folks that are trying to push it down, you know, kick the can down to 2020. They, they're just really looking for that uh, September 3rd date when the 22 months is up on the, on the ballot, so the ballots will be destroyed and all records will be destroyed. They're really looking at that because they don't want to have anybody doing any kind of audits like they did in Arizona. And clearly there's, there's fraud there, and clearly... They should decertify, but Wendy Rogers has been one of these people, like the election integrity folks, doing the same thing. They're, you know, they do studies, they collect data, they do studies, they collect data, and they sound like they're doing something, but they're doing nothing. They're doing nothing. Well, if they introduced a bill to decertify, they might get my attention. But they, they, they make a. They're like QAnon. Hey, next week it's sixty-five thousand people from the deep state going to be arrested. Oh no, postpone that. But they're building facilities at Gitmo for these people, and then they, you know, it's always the, the objective is this. Hey, citizens, sit down, shut up. We're the experts. We got it under control. Right. We'll do your work for you. Meanwhile, they do nothing. I mean, do you agree with that? country they go around the country talking and and having all these rallies and stuff like that but but it doesn't do anything. I got I got to tell you I I spoke briefly at the Clay Clark uh, event uh, in um in Arizona and um he was very gracious to me I like him they had Wendy Rogers there and uh of course you know I'm not going to rain on his parade but here's what I did say to the audience you'll have these politicians come out and say they're for you they're for straightening out the voter fraud I said, ask them one question, and if they don't answer in the affirmative, they're a fake. Have you introduced or co-signed a bill to decertify your election? And I said, if they haven't done that, then they're not on your side. And then the second question, I said, there's a corollary. Have they, what have they done to get rid of Dominion voting machines and absentee ballots? Uh, if they haven't done that, then they're not on your side again. Yeah. That's a that's a fact, and that's that's a simple answer. And you know they can they can put run a bill and um, get it marked up or whatever, and they get it thrown out. But at least they did it. You know, I, I give you got to give them that. But where's Wendy Rogers when you need her? Um, flipping side, so she can be in charge of crypto. Bitcoin, anyone? Yeah, Bitcoin coming into Arizona, baby, and she's in charge. You know, she had the election. You know this because we have a similar source. Um, she had her election in 2018 stolen away from her. And people say, what inducement do you think she's getting, Dave? And I said, I really don't know of any, except I know this. If you know the system has worked against you once and someone's telling you just play ball and the system can work for you down the road, that's that's enticement. That's enough to get people to flip. And I believe this is probably what we're seeing with a lot of these politicians. That's what you see in California exclusively. It's absolutely incredible. Um, 
I wrote myself a note to ask you something else, and now I can't find it on here. Um, okay, I guess what I'm going to have to do is is I'm going to, when I publish this interview, I'm going to put out an all call for volunteer attorneys in Maricopa County to come out and support us. Now, I think that's going to be hard to do because let me tell you, uh, the head of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, China's best business friend, uh, you know, you got the governor who's in China's hip pocket as well as the vaccine company hip pocket. He's, uh, you've also got the Secretary of State, as you said, George Soros. Uh, I could go down the line and list all these people. There, there's going to be no justice here, and I think the lawyers are all afraid of them. But maybe a lawyer outside Maricopa County. I don't know. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, you'll find a lawyer who wants to do it right and, and, uh, get it done. And, you know, the thing is, is that I'm, I'm just telling you that you got so many people that once these affidavits come out and they're out and people are collecting signatures, um, boy, the, 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 the van will start spinning pretty, it'll slow down. Yeah. Have you, uh, spoken with Liz Harris about this? No. I may have to speak with Liz Harris about this. And for the listening audience, she went around and canvassed uh, hundreds of thousands of homes, found massive voter fraud. Hey, we don't want to know who you voted for, but please tell us uh, if, if John Jones voted. Uh, there's no John Jones here anymore. Yeah, yeah. Where is he? Oh, he moved to Ohio 20 years ago, but he's still on the voter rolls. And that's how they stole a lot of votes. Right. She found a ton. Of, I think it was... Do you remember the amount, Paul? I know you're probably familiar. I think it was 79,000 votes that she found that were fraudulent. I think it was a number like that. Yeah, I, you know, I've got so many numbers running around in my head right now because we, <laughs> you know, we have all the numbers. Just read one of our sources' input here, and it's just it's overwhelming the numbers that this individual right. has. Paul, tell us how to follow your good work um, on Agenda 21 Radio and what lies next. And we got about two minutes. Uh, well, uh, what lies next, of course, is we're continuing to do the um, to do the the new California state thing, and we're work actually right now. I'm, I've been working the last two days on bringing out Donald Trump, and uh, we've been in some um, amazing negotiations. We're trying to get him to come out on the second, third, or fourth of June, and uh, don't know a lot of details. So I know I have details written down and stuff, but we haven't gotten to. To some settlements or anything like that, but uh, that'll be out here in California. Mm-hmm. That like that's going to be his first trip, so we're really excited about that for New California. Uh, we're moving ahead uh, for New California State. We've got a bunch of stuff going on right now as we speak. In the, in the next 30 minutes, our legislature is going to reconvene committees uh, to finalize some of the resolutions and um, that we're going to be putting forward. Look for big news in New California in the next two weeks. Big news. And um, can you we'll, give us a clue? Yeah, uh, basically what we've already done here, we're ending our, finally ending in the grievance process, the, the uh, second phase of the 95th grievances, uh, we'll be saying, we, we've already said 95 grievances in what we call chapter one. We have a chapter two and we're 93, we just finished 93. Uh, Tuesday will be 94 and then the following Tuesday will be 95. Um, those, that'll be the last in the series of the grievances. Uh, for our Declaration of Independence process, which started out in Jan- in January 15, 2018. So we've gone a long ways. We've said these public grievances. Now we're on to the public uh, affidavits. Uh, an affidavit, let's be very clear, is part of the grievance process. And the grievance process is from the First Amendment. And the First Amendment is freedom of speech, excuse me, freedom of religion, freedom of speech, uh, freedom of the press, Freedom to assemble and freedom to grieve, peace, you know, to redress grievances. And there's two ways you do it publicly and privately, personally. And the personal way is with declarations of, uh, or affidavits. Yeah. Okay. That's where we're at now, is we're at that level. And it's working. It's very much working. And so are the public ones. So we're, we're going to be finishing that up. Okay. Yeah. And Paul, we got to hold that right there because we're out of time because I need right. to ask you how people listen to your show as a close. On uh, Red State Talk Radio, it's A21R.com. It's Agenda 21 Radio and NewCaliforniaState.com. NewCaliforniaState.com. Either one of those websites will take you to me. 
we're going to use this as an impetus to start movements across the country. Paul, thanks a lot, my friend. This this will be airing, and uh, we're going to have all the information you've put out here, and hopefully people will follow suit with what you've done. Thanks for your great work. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Dave. Thanks a lot. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground. It will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more... Go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.